The following was recorded in front of a live studio audience at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. This is the United Podcast Network. Welcome to the Quirky Dog Podcast, inspired by some of the quirkiest dogs you can ever imagine and the owners who love them. This podcast is brought to you by the quirky couple themselves, Scott and Jess Williams. Their aim is to educate and entertain. Here's Scott and Jess. Welcome, guys, and happy Wednesday. We're coming to you live from Salem, New Hampshire, and we have a very special guest here today. We have Sarah Morse, who is a professional groomer, and she's taken time out of her busy day of grooming to come and join us on the podcast. We're very grateful. But first, we're going to start with the quirky tip of the day. <laughs> We let Scott squeak the pig. <laughs> so he feels good about That's his life. It. I have fulfilled my obligation. <laughs> now he goes to coffee and cigar time. No, but the quirky tip of the day is uh, if you are living in the area, which now we're talking about like the northern New Hampshire area, uh, Wag Grooming Salon in Salem, New Hampshire. Um, check them out on social media. Uh, stop by, call in. There's a huge wait list now if you need to get your dog groomed there. But we get one of our personal dogs groomed there. Sarah works there. And it's like top of the line. Scott finally went in after because COVID we couldn't go in forever and he came out and he's like have you been in there that place is great (laughs) so it it really is uh, a really fine quality grooming salon because a lot of times you go in and it can be a little sketchy sometimes so you guys run a nice ship thank you yeah it can be you you get uh it's an unregulated field (laughs) Mm -hmm. so we don't have licensing so you can go into some places and you're like what did I just go yeah what happened there so we really really tried to make standards for our industry with WAG yeah and you you're upholding them I I was shocked too I finally got to go in and pay last time it looked great so tell us a little bit about your history of grooming because you've been at this for a bit no yeah so 20 years um 20 years ago it's actually 21 years ago now I try not to age myself too much you must have started when you were five you look great (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Um, I heard through the grapevine that Petco was offering a uh, school. And if you went there, they would train you for six weeks to be a dog groomer. So I started out there as a brusher bather Mm -hmm. in 2000. And I went full through the school. I'll tell you the first week that I groomed, I was a bather for the salon lead there. And I just knew. I found it. Like the first week, I bathed like 20 dogs in a day and was like, oh my God, I can't believe I made it through today, but this is so awesome. And it's been my passion ever since. Have you Um, always had emotional problems? (laughs) (laughs) I was maybe thinking like the clean freak aspect of it, like seeing all that dirt come off. I thought you were going to say, I've been trying to get out of this business ever since. (laughs) You know what? Something about... In the tub with the dog, they calm down, you're relaxing them, and it's just my time to just think about my day also. I don't know. I just, I'm an inward person. That's like me with the dog training, the same thing. When I started getting involved training my dog, it was such a reprieve from everything else I was doing. And it was just that mindfulness of just dealing with my dog that I really enjoyed. Yeah. And it's the same with me. And as I grew into the business, the creativity, I've always been into art and stuff. So Mm -hmm. the creativity of the different haircuts and... In 2005, I ended up competing, um, and so 
a lot of people don't know this about grooming. We actually have a Groom Team USA, and we have grooming competitions across wow. the United States. So That's cool. I entered myself in the first grooming competition when I was 25 to support a friend. Did you have a standard poodle? I, I, no. So I had a miniature poodle, but this, oh, is, good. this goes somewhere, yeah. though. I had a miniature poodle. I um, placed in a teddy bear cut, and I won second place with, with that. Well, my grooming teacher happened to be randomly at the show and said, the person didn't show up with the standard poodle to groom them. Do you want to enter? this wow and good um, guess honey i was, well, yeah. that was that's like the one that you can really show off with the cut yeah. and everything yeah. else and the dyeing of the hair i mean people go crazy with those i'm dogs. gonna say this now i i don't think i've ever told anyone this but <laughs> when i competed with this dog i actually had never hand scissored a dog and i was like oh my god what am i doing i was a nervous wreck i had to wash and blow dry this dog with groom team usa people in yeah. the van and oh i remember one of them looked up at me and said don't get my dog wet and i'm like oh, <laughs> And then they said, you've obviously never hand-trimmed a dog. I am going to cry. I won first place with that Good dog. Good job. So and second, I won second place first, and then they named me the best all-around groomer of my division, which was just the entry-level division. However, that later got there's me. There's only two entries? Um, so there's three. <laughs> you know, no, no. first meeting Sarah. Scott's really pulling them out it's here. It's okay. I'm not sensitive. The no. girls always say, I, it's good that I lead them because, like, I don't take anything personal. Um, so then Animal Planet contacted me. Um, from this competition. From now. this competition. They well, it was found a national thing. On, well, or it wasn't. No, it's just random because Animal Planet in 2007 decided they were going to do this uh, TV show called Groomer Has It. And so whoever was scouting for people that could be on this and try out for it, we're Googling who's competed before and who won. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not a big league. Like I competed once and happened to win. And they found me and they wanted me to audition. So long story short, I ended up on Groomer Has It and Animal Planet in That's 2008. Awesome. And I was really shy. I was the second one voted off, but it was all about the experience then because I was in this house um, with these amazing people. And, you know, I did, I did get to the last, they auditioned like hundreds, thousands yeah. of people. And I did get to the final, yeah. you know, 12 <clears throat> that lived in this house for the short period of time and stuff like that. So that's awesome. They do things like put bubble gum on your dog when you're sleeping. We had to do something. weird things. We had to, uh, one of the comp- things was to be blindfolded and feel the dog breed. Uh- <laughs> this was like, it, this would get you to like the next step of grooming a creative groom. Um, and then one, we had to shear a sheep, which I was really good at. I was like, give me this sheep. I'm going to do this. I can do this. You were a shearing pro. Yeah. Well, your hand scissoring, that's a pretty impressive story that you'd never hand scissored and then you won first place. I never hand scissored and I won first place. And so it kind of went from there. Um, I'm kind of modest. Uh, the owner of WAG will always tell me I, I don't give myself enough credit. I'm modest with my accomplishments, but I really shouldn't be. I mean, it's pretty amazing. Mm-hmm. That yeah, you know, done just that little competition where I was throwing a dog, and I'm like, all right, I'll do this. And it was really nice bada reinforcement bang, for you too at the beginning because you liked it, and then you got a lot of praise for it. And yeah, oh, I end, I do well at this. Yeah, you well, know? you know what I found though, I will kind of come back with that. What I found was because I I won that first competition and then was on Groomer Has It, a lot of my peers in the industry expected me to be like like the best. Yeah. And it's just not, I'm still learning and that's yeah. what makes me good. Exactly. At what I am at Being humble. because I'm not, you know, I don't have a set way or one way mm-hmm. to lead a team and manage. And, yeah. and that's always been also a natural ability of mine. I love building teams and managing them. Yeah. Cause like she that. is the manager over at WAG also. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So, um, I had met Maria Erna who owns WAG 
she's not a groomer and I had met her and kind of, we partnered up because she knew she'd always have this passion for animals and she had watched animal planet already. Yeah, she didn't know. (laughs) She opened it up four houses down from where I live. And I just met her. I happened to get pizza one day and I was like, who is this going in here? I can't even believe this. And then she told me she's not a groomer. And I was like, trying not to be judgy. I'm like, Oh my God. There we go. (laughs) (laughs) But I swear it's the best place because Sarah got there. Yeah. And, and honestly, she's amazing because you know what? She gives me and she keeps me in check with. She gives me the consumer perspective of it. Yeah. So it's hard for all of us that are in the dog industry because we constantly see people humanizing dogs and mm-hmm. humanizing their feelings and humanizing mm-hmm. their behaviors. And so she keeps me into perspective so that I kind of have to like go around that and make her see in a different way. So it kind of keeps me fresh yeah. mm-hmm. with that. And she has that other perspective that kind of keeps it nice and clean. Like if I walked into this place, it better be yeah. clean. Well, it, it's uh, true. And not smell. She, she, I do not want it smelling like a dog. We will run around just picking up dog hair. Cause I'm like, <laughs> Oh my God, Maria's coming in where I've worked in other places where it's like poof of hair. And we're like, yeah. ah, what, what do you want? Yeah. We're in a dog. Dust bunnies. Yeah. Yeah. But it's true. It is. And it, it it, it shows because you walk in and you are impressed instantly. And you, it, you guys have glass there. You can see what's happening with the dogs. Yep. But there's a lot of dogs there at once. And I want to get into that. What is, I mean, yes, you guys are obviously very accomplished in a great place. But what do you think this like COVID boom of grooming was? Like, do you have a reason for like why the numbers were going up and everything? <laughs> it's crazy. People trying to get the dogs out of the house. I guess. It, maybe. Was, it was a little crazy. I think that getting new puppies in okay. COVID time kind of happened. Because we have tons of puppies. But also, I don't think it's just COVID. I think it's the last probably decade. You know, when I started 20 years ago grooming, it was farm shave downs. Oh, it's a farm dog. Just shave it down. And then it was like breed standards. We're getting into all these mixed breeds now. The doodles. Terrible coats. Berna doodles. Golden doodles. And some of these people really know, I've got to get this dog groomed every four weeks or else they're going to get really mad. And then some are not being educated by the breeders. Right. And these breeders are telling them they never need a haircut. Well, I I think most- Hypoallergenic and no maintenance. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, and they're the most maintenance, I swear. <laughs> yeah, no, and you're going to be true. paying like $120 to get your doodle it's in true. every four to six weeks. And it is it is what it is. But we have this higher clientele that just knows that. And they're great. We have everyone on a reoccurring schedule every four to six weeks. And it's yeah, amazing. That's so I perfect. think that's part of the boom. There's more haircut dogs. Everyone yeah. wants a hypoallergenic, that's non-shedding true. dog. That's mm-hmm. true. That is true. So let's talk a bit about the doodles and why it is so important to get them groomed and start early and do that regularly because your jobs are a living hell and well, half the time any, they can't keep their coat should get comfortable with a groomer 100%. as early as possible yes 100 percent. but some breeds are more maintenance than others obviously yes yes and i even say though the dogs that are not just bath dogs just get them in at eight weeks because yes, if get you them think used to that it. i'm gonna do your 10 year old rottweiler that's never been groomed and- yeah it's afraid of the water. Yeah. <laughs> That's never been out of the house and away from you. Yeah. You yeah. know, I'm yeah. probably not going to be able to do that yeah. Yeah. comfortably. So you, yeah. you want to acclimate your puppy no matter what for the rest of his life. Yes. Basic handling. Rest of your life, yeah. right? Yeah. So yeah. people will call me with their little eight-week-old puppies. And although their immune systems aren't fully built up and they don't have their rabies vaccination... Um, at WAG, we do dogs one at a time, so we don't overlap them. So it seems like there's a lot of dogs there, but it's because we have five full-time groomers now. Mm -hmm. So one at a time, we do them straight through. 
Um, to not it, eating each other's poop. And no, all that no, no one's, <laughs> I mean, no one is playing. That's really all you got to worry about with a little puppy is yeah. if they're not on the ground yeah. eating crap. And we don't have them even interacting, interacting yeah. at all. So yeah. it's important because that first puppy groom, we have a first groom puppy package. It's $40 and it includes the bath blow dry. That's all I do. I tell the people, if your dog is starting to shut down or whining or anything like that, I'm going to make this first experience the best so that when he leaves, he's like, wow. That was really good. I'm going to go back in four weeks. He's not really thinking that, but <laughs> you know, four weeks. And then I'll push your dog through things that make him kind of uncomfortable. Right. And then they're more mentally mature anyway to handle. Yeah. And it's great exposure. That's good. great environmental yeah. exposure for a puppy. Yeah. I didn't even know that. I should have been bringing Verify here for puppy blogs. <laughs> it's, too, it's too late for that one now. <laughs> Yeah, it's really important. Just the sounds sometimes yes. just make them, you know, nervous. And it's nothing that your groomer's doing. They're nervous. It's not like when we go to the hair salon and we have a wonderful spa yeah. day. We try to make it like that for them as much as possible. Mm-hmm. But as far as if we're going to look at the dog and what they're thinking, they're thinking, I'm away from my owner and there's some noises and people I don't know. So we yeah. have to make that And they're as not as positive. vain as people. People love that's going right. and looking like dogs don't care what they look like. We're doing this so for the health of them. If you have a dog that maybe gets a little a puppy that gets aggressive or bitey towards the dryer, mm-hmm. you can address that easy with an eight-week-old, ten-week-old mm-hmm. puppy. But mm-hmm. when, like you said, when it's a year old, it's a bigger issue. Yes, yes. And so with dogs that kind of have behavioral issues, especially, um, I usually take those on in the salon. Um and I always ask, how old is your dog? If it's the eight-month vary, then it's just fear and we yeah. can get through this. Mm-hmm. If it's the two-year thing. They've learned to get <laughs> yeah, people to back yeah. up. They've learned behavior that yeah. I don't know if I'm going to be able to fix, but let's try this. This will be our thing. Maybe let's bring him in every other week. We walk in. We give him a treat at first. Then in six weeks, now you're bringing them in. We're going to put them in the tub. You get to stay here, just depending on the breed and the yeah. situation. I'm and their vaccinations yeah. with COVID. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Ooh, we're back up and running. Yeah. <laughs> I'm over it. You're open. <laughs> yeah. No, but that's good. There's a protocol in place <clears throat> for these dogs so they can work through it because what happens more often than not, I would say with the dog that doesn't tolerate grooming well is they get shaved at best. Mm-hmm. And depending on the breed that could really have some big fallout, you know, not all breeds are necessarily meant to be shaved. That's so, right. And that's now with a dog that's muzzled and you're back to your farm shave like quick. Yeah. Like that's not necessarily pleasant. If you're going to even maintain the coat, then uh, the dog could also just be getting matted and everything else. And the, the dog that we bring to you is, has a similar coat to these golden doodle types. Yes. And he is we high call him a Rastafarian. He has, to, he has to be there at least every, what, six weeks or so yeah, or something? Yeah, four to six we do. Yeah, yeah. because yeah. he just becomes, it's so much friggin' work to get through that coat and we don't want him shaved down. Yeah. Yeah. So then it becomes such a big project that it's almost no choice but to shave him down. Yeah. So why yeah. is that with some of these dogs with these coats and and what owners that own these dogs, what should they be thinking to themselves, especially if maybe they've had the dog a year, like get the dog in right away, obviously. So I'm big on kind of putting it in perspective of how us humans would think, okay? okay. So all these different coats, we've got the wired-haired coats, we've got hair now, we have fur that double has coat. double coats that blow yep. out. So the shedding coats usually don't mat up. Sometimes you'll get some matting in the end, but it's really good to get your dogs groomed because we blow all that dead hair That's out. That's true, yeah. They blow their coats. Um, dogs that have the double coat that shed blow their coats out mainly, especially around here, um, 
two times a year. And then we have labs that just shed yeah. year round. There is no help for the labs. I'm so sorry. <laughs> um, and then the hair dogs. If you think about our own hair. Like a golden, you mean? A golden doodle. Yeah. Um, no, just a straight golden. Yep. Goldens have double coats. That's They're shedding. Yeah. That's okay. not hair. All right. So what's a hair dog? So goldens actually have two coats, though. They have their undercoat, and then they have their guard coat. So you know how goldens have that nice shiny top coat? Mm -hmm. So all that guard here, that's why we're really against shaving those type of breeds. Protect them from the sun, the elements, winter, everything. Right. So hair dogs, poodles, Maltese, Shih Tzus, and then we have the mixed breeds now, golden doodles. Mm -hmm. Most of them have hair. Because it's a mixed breed, sometimes they have a double coat. coats. Yep. Sometimes yeah, they have double coats. And then th then people get dogs and they're like, I thought they said he wasn't going to shed. And I'm like, mm, it yeah. depends on it's what generation of this breeding you got. Yeah, yeah. But, um, but with the hair, those just keep growing and growing. So imagine not brushing your hair for eight yeah. weeks. Yeah. It's going to mat up. Oh, shut up. <laughs> I have I have to get a Brazilian blowout. I have a lot thicker hair than you'd think. But no, it, it, it does. It's a maintenance thing for any dog. If you're going to have your hair grow and grow and grow, you're either going to have a dreadlock dog or that's right. you're going to need a dog that's groomed. And at one point, you can't really save that coat anymore, right? At one point, you cannot save that coat. And, and some people think that we're just being lazy or we're not trying. Yeah. But we come to a point where we have to make a decision. You know, as much as I'd like to appease every human customer that comes in, my real customer is the dog. Yeah, yes. so they're going through hell having to work, work, work. For I am hours. not going to put your dog. I might be able to get this mat out, but I can't get the five other mats yeah. on his chest and stuff out. And it's not fair to him because yeah. there's no main way to get that out. They sometimes like compile, right? I've almost seen pictures of like it. It just becomes one big mat. Yeah, like that. Oh, almost it comes get, off. Yeah, in one. we had yeah. A, we had yeah. a dog in for training one time, and Jess always bathes the dogs and blows them up before they go home. It's not a grooming. It's just getting them cleaned up to go home safe and clean. And this one dog had, it was a golden with the big mats behind the ears. Yeah. And she gets in there and starts cutting them out. And there was maggots inside the mats. He lived right on the water. Mm. Oh, Isn't that it was nasty? bad. It was, na it was not good. I know. Yeah, the weird things we find. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my but, God. But that's good. And that's another point that we haven't even brought up. Having someone touching your dog more regularly than like an annual checkup at the vet is huge. Like mm. you guys are finding different stuff and feeling ticks yeah, little, and all of this stuff. Here or there, things yes. like that. Yeah. I mean, all the time I have these dogs on a four to six week schedule. So I'll notice a bump that maybe, uh, the, the owner didn't, didn't know. Yeah. And I'll be like, listen, I'm telling you that was not there. I would have felt that yeah. I would go get that checked, you know? Yeah. So there's a lot of, I'm not a vet. I can't say, yeah. oh, this is, a, I think it's a sebaceous cyst, or yeah. I think, yeah. just go get it checked. Yeah. I can't do it. Do you get into teeth brushing at all? Teeth yeah, cleaning? so we do tooth brushing. I think that's important. You know, 20 years ago, it was like, the people were bringing their dogs in every 13 weeks, and I was like, uh, I don't know how much this is going to do for this dog right now. But every four to six week schedule, let us brush their teeth. I mean, yeah. you're probably not going to get in there. A lot of people are like, how do you... How does he let you do that? And I swear to you, it's 99% let us lift their little mm -hmm. cheeks and brush Well, there. and you have a relationship with the dog already. So now when you're going to brush their teeth, they like already they trust you. They know I have an no. expectation too. A lot of the dogs have my trust. They, they are uh, good and we've taught them. You know, a lot of people don't think of it like eight weeks old starting them, we have to train them to stand there. Dogs yeah. don't stand on those <laughs> <Yeah>. tables <laughs> naturally. Like yeah. they don't. Yeah. We have to stand there and they need to be learn how to be tolerant of us. And that's all a training process. So much safer to, to train a dog to accept having their teeth brushed than bring mm -hmm. them to the vet and put them on a general anesthetic mm -hmm. and all that stuff. You know? Yep. Yeah. I mean, dental care is important. I have been lucky enough 
uh, knock on glass. I yeah, guess. no, it's, we got to put one here. We <laughs> that I haven't too. had to do a professional dental on my own dog um, because I just take care of her teeth all the time, and it saves me big money. I mean, what's it over a thousand dollars now? Yeah, to it, do it can be crazy, and teeth. the general is a whole to do. So, all right, yeah. we're gonna go to break super quick. Give Sarah a drink of water because we are working her hard. <laughs> and when we get back, we're gonna talk more about what you guys can do at home um, to make sure these dogs are getting the treatment that they need at the groomer. Does your dog seem anxious? Would you like your dog to relax? Do you want to feel more in control? Would you like your dog to cooperate? HowToCalmYourCanine.com That's HowToCalmYourCanine.com All right, we are back. So do you ever recommend that owners uh, like do any maintenance stuff in between appointments or anything like that or not necessarily? Um, it depends on the dog. So most dogs I'd say have at it. You need to wash your, your own dog, wash them. Um, the only thing I can say with certain coats, you like Samoids with the really thick coats. Don't wash them at home because you need to fully dry (laughs) their skin. They're not going to dry by themselves. They will not dry by themselves. It will take days and then skin infections can happen. Mm -hmm. Tibetan Um, mastiffs are like hmm. that too. They have those coats that it's just like you're there literally all day long. Newfies can be like that. It's a process. Newfies, please don't try to bathe your newfies. We have to – I have actually seen a dog – the Great Pyrenees, the owner never got the dog professionally groomed. They just garden hosed him off and what had happened was he ended up getting – Um, secondary infections. So at first it started, if you think of moist, dark places, that's right next to your skin. We're going to start off with a yeast and then it eventually turned into staph and and they could never get it right. The dog ended up having to be put down. That stinks. That's terrible. Um, So it's important. Do a lot of damage with the garden hose. (laughs) Don't do that. (laughs) (laughs) No idea. (laughs) Um, But hair, you know, thin hair dogs, Shih Tzus, Maltese, things like that. You can definitely bathe them at home. Um, clean their ears. You could. So here's a thing that I kind of have an opposite opinion on. People will always say, oh, play with their feet. Get them used to you yeah. touching their feet. And um, because nails are usually a, a trigger for dogs. Yes. No dog loves their nails trimmed. It's just some dogs are more tolerant than tolerant others. Yeah. Than others yeah. Okay. So here's the issue I have with owners playing with the dog's feet. What if a dog is not good for people touching their feet and the owner's like, oh, I'm going to play with the feet. And then little, you know, Betty goes, eh. Yeah. What? The owner, the owner right stops. Away, the yeah. owner right away stops. Yeah. Yeah. Now we're Recoils. talking about learned behavior. Yeah. Now that's something that I have yeah. to like retrain out of yeah. that dog. Like, okay, no, that works for mom, but it doesn't yeah. work. We you have, have to. to, to, you have to or, or the dog was great and until they made a problem. Right. They kept doing it and doing it. Now the dog's like, now the, the dog's fuck like, away yeah, right. Yeah. Why are we holding my feet? Stop it. <laughs> no, I agree about the playing with the feet. It's one thing to condition a puppy to being handled and another thing to, uh, if, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Like if it's going fine for you guys, People don't do that do anything. with the food bowl. They don't want the dog to be aggressive around food. Yeah. And they stick their hand in the food, and the dog is fine, but they keep doing it. Well, don't keep... If the dog's yeah. fine, then let yeah. it be. Okay. Don't Just make it, it a, a yeah. game to the dog. Yeah. Like, don't make it a thing. Yeah. yeah. Because the minute they start learning behavior, it makes my job way more yeah. hard. Whereas the puppy comes in, I taught him how to stand on the table, I grab his foot, he starts pulling away, and a little, ah, nope, good boy, good yeah. boy. It's all in timing. And, um, and right away they know, and they're like, okay, she means business. She taught me how to stand here. I'm yeah. just going to let her trim the nails. So it really depends on the owner, 
how comfortable they are and, and also the dog. You yeah. Know. And the, the nail thing is so important because a lot of people are resorting now to having to go to the vet or even having to medicate heavily to go to the vet for nails. And the groomers are able to do the nails in a more efficient way. Let me just say that. Like mm-hmm. you guys I, in the text, like the vets are great and the techs are great. I'm not, it's nothing against them, but they're just trying to get the job done. Like nails are important because once those nails get too long, the dog's walking gets all screwed up. Like a lot of stuff happens. Quick so start growing yes, longer and so longer. if you can't personally do your dog's nails, it is very much to your dog's advantage to have a professional groomer being able to do the dog's nails. So the nails aren't becoming an issue because yeah, Scott mentioned the quicks. All of a sudden you let the, the nails grow out. Now you can't really cut them short enough without them bleeding. Like there's a lot of nuances there that people don't understand. So let the groomers do the nail trims and let them do them fine and let them get them done. What about feet hair? You guys do a lot with trimming feet hair? Yep. So it's important, especially on like Arctic breeds, you'll find like huskies and um, Eskimos and stuff like that. You lift up their feet and they get poofs of hair, especially in the winter. Between Mm -hmm. the pads. Yeah. We trim up those. Uh, Shepherds are the same way. We trim up those. they need their traction. So that's, I was just going to say that. My border collie is like that. Yes. He's yeah. got long hair. He's and... got, we, he's, we call him Fabio. He's a big border collie with flowing <laughs> locks. But he's got like freaking man hair on his feet. Like it takes me almost 20 minutes just to do his feet. I mean, I'm cutting and his nails too. he runs too. across a piece of linoleum, yeah. he's like freaking all yeah. over the place. Yeah. yeah. So people don't realize that. And they think this Dr. Seuss look is super cute. But it's for the safety of the dog, especially if they're older. They need that traction. They need to be able to feel their paws on the surface. Yep. And a lot of do- dogs, you know, we have to look back to the lineage of the dog. So they grew that hair for a reason. When they were running wild and they needed that hair in certain mm-hmm. seasons and stuff, they don't need that anymore. We're yeah. domesticated them. So yeah. we need or to man, trim that. Or that was just a, an unwanted side effect of this breeding that That's they've right. been doing. That's right. That, and we, bred we want him to look things. this way on top, but yeah. he looks this way on the bottom. <laughs> yes, it's true. A little, a little ugly on the bottom. So feet are a huge, huge thing. Mm-hmm. So owners now, uh, don't play with the feet. If they need to wash them, fine. Do you recommend that they do any brushing in between appointments? I mean, for sure. Okay. I couldn't recommend brushing enough because <laughs> I, you know, the word I tell people, I'm like, do you think that I want to make your dog like not what you want? Because yeah. I don't, yeah. I don't, I want yeah. to you keep know, the integrity of the yeah, breed in right. the coat. Or whatever yeah. you want. They bring in pictures and I'm like, I can make that happen, but not with a matted dog. So yeah. brushing is very important. Every four to six weeks, if we didn't brush our own hair, there'd probably be some tangles and mats and stuff like that. So we just need to remember, like if you have the dogs with hair especially, we need to use combs, make sure a comb can go through it, and then do something like a slicker brush or a rake or something like that. So depending on the breed, it really almost should be multiple times a week. I mean, like we have a Pomeranian and it was Scott's daughter's dog and she's ours now. But I mean... She really almost needs to be brushed like every day. She doesn't have the coat she used to when she was young. Yeah. But Still high maintenance. Yes, yeah. it's a lot, you know. And um, even like the mats, like you got to be on top of it. And, you know, she has enough hair that I can cut a little one out here or there or something else. But if you just let that go, all of a sudden she's just like a big ball of tangle. And that's not pleasant yes, for anybody. Yes, a big dread. It's not pleasant And she's for very her. aggressive. <laughs> she has oh, a little God. bit bitchy at her age. She was, she was better. <laughs> I have a good grooming story. Oh, boy. Here quick. he goes. So early on, this is, oh, well, when I first moved back to Massachusetts, I had a, a little old lady that had a big um, Newfoundland. She couldn't handle the dog, so I had to come in and tra- help her train the dog so that she could walk the dog. Everything went great, and she had had Newfoundlands before, but now she was just physically compromised, so she needed a lot more help. And she said, I'm bringing, I brought the dog in to get him shaved down for the summer. And I said, well, you shouldn't really, really shave a Newfie down. She goes, I've had Newfies all my life. I shave them once a year in the beginning of the summer. I said, okay. She goes, I went to pick the dog up. Dog wasn't shaved. 
They happen to get two newfies in at the same time, and they shave somebody else's newfie. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, that has never imagine? happened to me, and that won't happen at WAG. Salon in Salem, like, wow. <laughs> Isn't that intense? That's a nice surprise. Come oh back. Yeah, I have dog. heard of horror shows like that, and I can't even imagine. But, uh, yeah. yeah, that would be really bad. Because do you, the do, do you push uh, or do you recommend and use muzzles much? Um, it depends on the age and the dog's behavior. So that's we something really people try, can counter condition at home. Right. We really try to be as holistic and fear-free as possible. But like I said, there are some dogs in their age group that I just know need to start out with a trust. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to get that dog's trust because I don't trust him. So right. sometimes I will have to put a muzzle on them just so we can start trusting each other yeah. <laughs> and then build the confidence from there. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's true. Because they yeah. can't get the reps of keeping everybody away all the time. That doesn't help anybody. What about all the dying and all that? Do you do any of that fun stuff? Oh, yeah. <laughs> we're talking about hair, not death. Yes, no, no, no one's dying. <laughs> yeah. So I, we love hair color. I mean, this has become like a That's a thing. thing. I it mean, is it thing. is a thing. They just had a show on. Um, I don't know the name of it, but they just had a show. It just ended, and all us girls would watch it every Tuesday night. It was on ABC. It was awesome. And it was all about creative grooming yeah. and stuff. So creative grooming is like a whole other section yeah. mm-hmm. of competing in the country right now, um, and it's huge. So There's, you're into it. You like that whole scene. You do I do. Kind of I, I don't yeah. know that I am like the expert hair dyer. Well, of. even like people just put a little color on the tail. I think that's festive. Little fluffs of tail, yeah. little ears. Well, they have, it's I all, saw they have paint that just washes right out, too. You can like paint your dog. Uh, we have powders. We have I curl dogs' hair oh, and make gosh. little curls. We braid their tails. I'll add little pink. There's some stuff that's just um, it will come out like the next day, but yeah, just, just to temporary. add little colors. Yeah. I love stenciling little hearts on bums and stuff like oh, that. That's see? like my favorite thing. I love this. I know. It's and like, no one would know. When I started out with this, I had a husky and a Rottweiler, and I'm like, oh, foo foo. And then I and then you're right. I competed. I got the poodle, and I was <laughs> like, oh, once we gave her the scissors, then she needed the dye. Yeah, she was all like, ready to all right. go. So, so now, you know, I have a wired haired pointing Griffon now and she's low maintenance and the poor thing, uh, she barely gets any baths or grooming, but thank God that's like her breed standard. Yeah. <laughs> because, <laughs> They're supposed to look a little rough yeah. and tumble. But I, I've always wanted um, a poodle so I could practice creative things. You'll see like some of the poodles people will put into like the giraffe. Did you guys see yes, that? Yes, they the do crazy stuff. And, uh, yeah. Into a, yeah those, those girls are amazing that do that. I just don't even know. I don't know. I guess yeah. a white poodle is best when you want to get white all poodle. that, yeah. all that dying black, and all that stuff. The black poodle, you have to. They actually have to like lighten their hair they first. Get a oh, that's first. strange. Terrible. Yeah, that's strange. <laughs> and that's not very holistic to me. We try yeah, to, yeah, I exactly. try to take pride in like not using. You know what? And stuff Talking like about lack of holistic, and this is another disturbing story. But I saw something circulating on Facebook a few weeks ago where they were actually like tattooing pit bulls, and I thought that was so terrible. So it's one it's thing. Like a tattoo gun. Yeah, like they were like putting them under and then like making them so they had all these because it was like, you know, they make them like the giraffe of the pit bull. But with like, guys, like if any of that is like sparking your interest, no, it's one thing to play with hair and dye hair. And, and Although that's the good time, training if you can get your pit bull uh, to sit there while he's No, they tattooed. were all anesthetized. That was a real issue. That's crazy. But half the little dogs love it too. Like they think it's freaking fun to be like, well, look at me, I'm a big puff ball and I'm pink here and I'm, you know, uh, feel there. Yeah. Yeah, people will judge and be like, "Oh, that is not humane." And I'm like, "These dogs love. I they love not, the pampering. Yeah. I would not put hair dye on a dog that wasn't even tolerant of the grooming. I just wouldn't because yeah. it has to sit for 25 minutes. These dogs love sitting there and getting pet and yeah. So it's one the thing tub, to mess minutes. with the hair, guys, yeah. but don't do anything else crazy. Yeah, no, that don't get crazy. that. Don't get that intense with the stuff. So what's the hardest breed to groom? Um, what is that? What comes to mind? Golden Doodle. 
No. <laughs> I actually he loves love, to answer I the questions. I love golden doodles. I love them. Um, it, uh, so behavior-wise or like... Coat, either one. Coat-wise. Either coat one. Wise. Like you see them walk in and you're like, oh, God, here we go. Probably Newfies. Yeah. And St. Bernard's. Yeah. Like a lot of those big breeds because the problem... Such a big project. It's such a huge project, and a lot of them are just big doofuses, and they yes. don't know how they yeah. are. They just like and you, you can't feel, get them up on a table. Oh my god! Well, you can, but it's like back breaking because well, you need it a hi- hydraulic. To sit. hydraulic that, and yeah. you need them on the table for so long. You need to dry them for so long. I mean, and and the table has to be five times yeah. bigger than everybody else's table. <laughs> they they are projects like pro- yeah. all day. They take at least five to six hours, and even then, you know, we like to be gratified at the end of the day. Like, oh my god, that looks really good. Yeah, non gratified because you can't even see under them half of the time. Yeah. You're like, I think I got it. <laughs> I don't know. He smells good from here. No, it's this a is... lot. It's a lot of dog to deal with. Yeah. It is for sure. Do you yeah. guys get the same amount of small dogs as you do big dogs? Uh, yes, at WAG we do. Yeah. We have both big and those tubs at WAG um, can hold like, we've had 250 pound Mastiffs, like yeah. the Italian Mastiffs and yeah. stuff in them. They're amazing. So we do get pretty big dogs and I have to say most are fabulous. Yeah. All right, just as a closing thought, because a lot of our listeners and viewers, unfortunately, cannot go to WAG. And I don't want everybody coming anyway, because it's hard for me even to get my Maxi in. <laughs> but I do want to promote them if you have a dog that needs to be groomed, that you should check them out. What should they look for in a groomer as far as if they're looking for local groomers, they got a new puppy or a rescue or something else? Like, what are just some quick little things that they should be looking for if they don't have the advantage to come and see you guys? Um, so cleanliness is a big thing. If you walk in and it smells like, like, poop. <laughs> it probably is not the cleanliest place. Yeah. However, some dogs will poop and maybe you get in the fresh smell, but also personality. Okay. Groomers have a huge burnout rate mm-hmm. and, and they become stale in the business and they don't want to learn more. And personality is huge because this is an unlicensed business. We don't have people coming in and uh, we don't have a board that comes in and make sure that we're licensed. Anyone can be a groomer. So that you, I could, you could learn off YouTube and be a groomer tomorrow. I already know enough from you. I'm going to open up my business. <laughs> so, but that's scary, right? Yeah. Like we're being left alone with these animals and it could be anyone. So make sure that they have the experience. They're willing to talk to you and have the conversations, the difficult conversations. If you sense any kind of attitude or personality, then they're probably not being nice to your dog either, to yeah. be honest. Yeah. And I hate saying that because I know... Most of my friends are groomers, and they're all amazing. So there's a lot of amazing groomers, but you always get those those bad seeds that if just you get a bad vibe. Make the whole with yeah, the human, yeah. And I agree, vibes. the burnout. Yeah, it's a huge thing because they have to be dealing with all these dogs and all these coats. And like you're saying, somebody comes in with this picture, and you're like, I can't make that happen. Like your dog hasn't been anywhere for two years. Like yeah. that, that's not what we're doing today. Maybe we can readdress that in six to eight months. But if there is burnout there, whatever you do you should love what you do, especially when you're working with animals and that mm-hmm. should be coming through. And clearly, I mean, you're very passionate about what you do. Yes, <laughs> so, <I am. laughs> but, but that's important. And the feel of the salon and the feel that the dogs get and everything being there is important because it can be stressful. They are being exposed to things like the dryer and nails and things that they might not be used to. But if it's a positive association, you're going regularly, it just becomes easier and easier mm-hmm. for the dog. And dogs feed off people's energy. So if you've yes. got a bad attitude, 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, oh, I love dogs, but I don't love people. Yeah, I will not hire someone. People yeah. say that to me all the time during mm-hmm. interviews. Yeah. I will not hire them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because well, it's a people you business. Just, it's yes. a people business. We're educating these people. These people are my family. I've yeah. been grooming some of these dogs for over a decade. Like, this is my family. I care about these people genuinely. And if you don't have that part of it, then you're missing it. Yeah. And mm-hmm. you're, you're, you've got bad energy with that dog, I guarantee it. Because yeah. you're always annoyed with the people coming in and out that are dropping the dog yeah. off. I'm all about it. I'm so excited. All right. Well, I, really, grooming, and even like you're talking about with the bath and blowouts, depending on what breed you have, just the more cleanliness, the better. It's actually for the health of the animal, really, more so than your even desire to live with the animal and have the animal in bed with you. Like, these things do pop up. We're talking about, you know, hot spots and maggots, and all of this stuff can happen if you let things go after a while. That staph infection story is so sad. Yep. I mean, that's a lifelong problem that yeah. dog had. Yep. You know, we were lucky enough in New Hampshire um, to actually stay open during COVID because the governor here did deem it, it essential. as essential. And we were really thankful for that because yeah. it really is essential. It is. It really is. It is a health concern. with all these other breeds that are way more high maintenance. Yes. These, it, you know, these humans made a commitment to them. And we take care of the vet side, the nail trimming, so important, every two to four weeks. Yep. The hair maintenance, the baths, the blow dries, that all keeps it not matted, ear cleaning and plucking, all these dogs Huge with thing. hair. You yeah, the ear infections. Ear. Yep. Yeah. yeah, and you're also detecting little Other issues That's right. that you can say, hey, get this checked this out. This is important. Yeah, yeah. you got a little Especially smell ear coming infections. out of that ear. A lot of people don't, they, they don't pick up on an ear infection until it smells so bad. They're like, oh, my oh yeah, God. black is like coming out yeah. of the air. They're like, um, <laughs> yeah. that's been going that's on. not normal. That's not from yesterday, guys. That's been going on a little bit. Yeah. All right, honey, do you have any closing thoughts? No, I think it was uh, interesting. I'm glad you came on. Thank Thanks you. For yeah. Thank you guys for having me. I was excited. Yeah, yeah, no, we definitely, if you're not already grooming, get to grooming. And if you're getting a dog, find a groomer soon. Thank you so much to Sarah. Check out WAG. They have a great Instagram page too. And keep it quirky, guys. <laughs> The views and opinions expressed by the hosts, guests, or callers of this program do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, the United Podcast Network, its partners or affiliates.